1: And welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with...
0: Jason Shear.
1: And we are here to preview Mississippi State's offense for the game this coming Saturday against Arizona. It is local in Tucson at Arizona Stadium Saturday night. It is a late game, I believe, like 8. And there is a sort of a chance of maybe some weather.
0: Yeah, Let's just get the rain delay right in there. The rain delay, like 11 p.m., could be like
1: 10 p.m. kickoff. Um, but screw it, we'll see. Maybe that will be to our advantage because to Mississippi State, 11 will be like one, two in the morning, be pretty late.
0: Uh, That's a two hour difference,
1: is it? Well, Well, there you go, one in the morning.
0: I think you added four hours, but I'm okay okay with it.
1: If the game starts (laughs) at 11, to them, it feels like (laughs) one, it's not
0: starting at 11. I'm just saying, okay.
1: Anyway, offensively, we are here to talk about Mississippi State. We have five questions. Five is the best number. So we're going to go with that tonight. Number one, let's talk about quarterback Will Rogers. Is he a system guy or legitimately good?
0: I mean, I I suppose it's it's hard to say, right? Because the system that Mike Leach runs is so quarterback passing oriented. Uh, But his numbers are insane. And again, a lot of it is Mike Leach system, but you get the feeling when watching him, he's just legitimately good and just kind of going to read off some things that I, I put together for you. So he's 20 years old, uh, or he was 20 years old. He became the first Mississippi state quarterback to lead the sec in, in, passing yards per game. He has the third most passing yards in a single season history in sec 4,739. Whoa. Uh, He joined Joe Burrow, everybody knows him, he's pretty good, as the only quarterbacks in college football over the last 22 years to throw for 4,700 yards and 35 touchdowns while completing at least 73% of their passes. You want me to keep going, Shelby? It seems like a lot. He broke 25 more records at Mississippi State, including pretty much all of Dak Prescott's records that he set in his last two seasons. He passed for at least three, I'm not done yet, Shelby. He passed for at least 300 yards while completing 70% of his passing and tossing three touchdowns in eight separate games, which was three more than any other Power 5 quarterback. So.
1: Yeah, it seems like he might be sort of good.
0: Whether or not he's good or system or whatever you want to debate, he's going to put up numbers. He does what he needs to do at Mississippi State. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. I think he only threw nine picks last year. Uh, an SEC schedule, you know. So they had a a tough schedule last season. um You know, look, it, 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 he's got size. He's not gonna run. There is absolutely no running threat whatsoever from Will Rogers. So that's cool. The issue is that he runs Mike Leach's system to perfection. And we've seen guys in the past where you watch them, like Washington State, and you're like, oh, that guy's like Luke Falk. Like, oh, he's He's not an NFL guy, but then you look at his numbers that he's putting up at Wazoo, and it's like, yeah, like you're, you know, it, it. You may not play in the pros or be set up for the pros in a Mike Leach offense, but you are going to put up some absolutely stupid numbers.
1: You're going to live <laughs> your glory days in college right. when you're like the best quarterback of your division or whatever. And again,
0: like Will Rogers may or may not have success at the next level. That remains to be seen. But what we do know is that pound for pound, yard for yard, he's clearly one of the best quarterbacks in college football. And the numbers that he's going to put up this year are going to be insane again.
1: Great. All right. No pressure. Uh, Number two, the Bulldogs aren't going to run a ton, but there is talent at the running back position. What does Arizona need to watch out for here?
0: So it's interesting. They actually ran over 30 times against Memphis. Um, they're the kind of the it's kind of the deal where no they're not going to run a ton most likely but what they'll do is they'll back you up they'll have you play the receivers and then they'll kind of run a draw play and before you know it they get 10 or 12 yards because you're concentrating on the pass so much now they're running back uh jaquavius jaquavius marks a great think, name i think i pronounced that right so again i got more numbers for you shelby because when you play in this offense you put up numbers he has the longest active streak of completions in a game at 25. Every single game he's played in college, he has caught a pass as a running back. All right, he was the second on the team last season with 83 catches. It led all of college football in catches by a running back. And he broke his own record at Mississippi State for catches in a season by a running back. Now, he's not going to be like a big yardage guy. He had 83 catches for 502 yards, which is it you know, crazy, but he's a guy, just another person. And a lot of times they'll use it as a check down where if the play is not there quickly, they're going to go to marks and they're not afraid to run the ball. If it works, they're not going to be a power run team. Uh, The best way I can put it is everything that you know about San Diego state's offense, take the opposite. And that's what Mississippi state is. They're not using the run to open up their pass. They're using the pass to open up the run. It's not a power run game. They're going to throw it to their running backs just as much as they use their running backs to actually run. Uh, their quarterback isn't going to run like Burmeister. He's better than Burmeister, but he's not going to run. It is just a complete opposite of what San Diego State, and that's, you know, Johnny Manson said it today. He goes, it's, it's actually made more difficult by the fact that you go from playing one offense and you basically have to say, look, everything we did last week does not apply. It just doesn't apply to this week. And so they're basically having to change completely different strategies. Nansen said, um, I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit with the running backs, but whatever. Nansen said he hasn't decided if it's going to be more linebackers, more safeties, whatever. Arizona's pretty deep in the secondary. I do wonder if we'll see a situation where, you know, Christian Roland Wallace, Rutherford, Stukes, like Takario Davis are on the field at the same time. Do they play another safety? Like, what does that look like? Is there going to be a lot of dime? Because... It is really difficult to get to the quarterback consistently against an offense that will get the ball out to the running back if there's no one open. Like, the goal is to get it out quickly. And Alabama, you know, did a nice job last season of getting to Will Rogers, but Arizona, unfortunately,
1: hmm. not, is not. We're not at that Alabama level yet. Right.
0: It's not Alabama. <laughs> so, it is possible, but it is unlikely that Arizona is all of a sudden going to have a day with, with five sacks. If they do, they, they probably won the football game, but... The running backs have talent. Uh, they're pretty big dudes, but it's not your prototypical running team. They use them in a different way.
1: It's very strategic. It's very chess gamey.
0: Strategic. Well,
1: and Leach is known for that. Like, you know, and he has trickery. I wouldn't be surprised to, to, on both sides of the offense, seeing some interesting plays that haven't been called yet. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think Arizona defense isn't necessarily going to look completely different, but I think you're going to see some different things. Because, obviously, you don't really – look, let's be honest. You didn't have to worry about the deep ball with Braxton Burmeister. No, he can't throw. um, You know, I'll I'll throw some more numbers at you later, Shelby. But this is obviously a passing defense. So, you know, you have a decision to make. Marcel Yates, I always remember when Arizona played. And, I mean, Mike Leach historically has for the last whatever games has just destroyed Arizona. Marcel Yates couldn't game plan to save his life for Mike Leach. And Johnny Nansen has seen it. He's been at Washington, USC, UCLA. So this isn't like he's just game planning for Mike Leach for the first time. He's probably going to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And um, he's worked with some guys that have had success against uh, Mike Leach offenses. So we'll we'll see what he throws out there. I'm I'm really curious to see um, how many DBs he plays and and what DBs those are.
1: All right. Question number three. Mississippi State lost Makai Polk, but there is plenty of talent at wide receiver, Twelve receivers caught a ball in the season opener. Is that how it will probably be all season?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, Why wouldn't it? Polk was a a bad dude, but um, you know their their wide receivers, they it, it's it's different because again, like I'm not saying they they don't have the deep ball, but um, yards after catch you're gonna hear that a lot in the next few days. You're gonna hear it a lot on Saturday. Uh, Mississippi State has ranked. Among the top five power five teams in the nation in yak, as we call it, and back to back seasons uh, under Leach. All right. State was currently fifth nationally. I think they had like 200 yak last game. They led the nation in yards after catch in 2021, second in the SEC, third nationally in 2020. Uh, they have three guys on their team with 20 or more consecutive games with the catch. There's only 22 players nationally. Uh, you know, in the whole entire nation with that and none other in the SEC. So their wide receivers are clearly good. It's just a matter of there's not, and I asked the answer today, I said, is it easier to plan for a team that has one dominant receiver or multiple? And he said, it's, it's harder for multiple because with the one dominant, you can at least double team them, bracket them, try to slow them down. That's not the case here. Like guys are going to have to be able to guard their guy man on man, or if it's zone, you know, keep your guy in front of you and all that. Uh, They are very explosive against Memphis. They had 10 explosive passing plays. We define that as longer than 15 yards. They had 10 of them and 4 of them went for touchdowns. Now, Memphis isn't very good this year, but what they were able to do in the air, um, it's just kind of a a Mike Leach thing because like even last year, second in the SEC, 101 passes, uh, explosive plays, 29 passes that went for 25 yards or more. Uh, multiple 500-yard receivers for the seventh time on the record. Three receivers last year uh, reached that mark for the first time in program history. I mean, I, I could probably keep going. It's just a, a matter of there's not that one dominant guy like San Diego State. Even, you know, who you had to stop, it was Jesse Matthews. Most of the teams that Arizona faces this season have that one good wide receiver. Mississippi State is going to spread the ball. He doesn't care. Rogers, who he throws that ball to, if they get... Eight guys with three receptions for 50 yards. They're cool with that. It's just that kind of system.
1: Lee is obviously a fan of the art of war because he's doing the death by a thousand cuts kind of approach. Ooh. Boom.
0: Shang Sung, art nope. of war. Nope. That's Mortal it's, Kombat. It's Lao Tzu, Jason. Yes. Did you Lu- just say
1: Shang Sung?
0: Lu- I'm joking. <laughs> Lu Kang, art of war.
1: Oh my God.
0: Scorpion. So I want to play Mortal Kombat. Finish him. By the way, the new Mortal Kombat movie, completely underrated.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty. Fan. Sidebar, the new Mortal Kombat movie was very enjoyable. If you
0: want to know after this, Shelby and I are going to get comfortable and watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows and Blood and Treasure.
1: Yes, if you want to know what we watch...
0: Blood and Treasure is the greatest bad TV show of all time.
1: And what we do in the shadows is, is amazing. So it's the season finale.
0: And now we got a little U.S. Open. We're just so well rounded.
1: And we're watching, yeah, the U.S. opens on while we do the podcast. You got to be a Renaissance person, basically. Person. I was just keeping it gender neutral. Oh, no,
0: I'm not getting into that. All right, number Shang Sung. <laughs> all right,
1: Shang Song, number four. Arizona is going to try to pressure the quarterback. What do the Bulldogs have on the offensive line?
0: You can try, Shelby. Doesn't mean you're going to succeed, but you got to try. Because if you if you don't try, if you... Like Arizona... Again, I kind of keep going to Gates, and I'm picking on him. But if you remember Arizona... But don't worry,
1: he's not listening to this podcast. Like, even with
0: Castile a little bit, they didn't pressure this offense. And it just was like, oh, okay. I'll just wait. And it was a disaster. And Memphis did a good job in the second half, at least, pressuring. you got to pressure. you got to at least try to pressure. And the offensive line is actually kind of unique. So the center, uh, LeQuinston Sharp, another great name, is the only lineman that's returning to the same position he played last season. Doesn't mean that he's the only returning lineman. They moved it around. Uh, he he is by far the, the veteran of the group. He's played quite a bit. Uh, the offensive line, only 36% of their snaps last season uh, are at the same position. So basically, um, they are inexperienced at their current position. So like, Nick Jones at left guard is not very experienced. Um, The left side of the line isn't very experienced, but they may have had it elsewhere. So their offensive line is solid. And look, at the end of the day with this offense, I don't want to say their job is easy, but it's easier than others because it's completely predicated on getting the ball out as quick as, as possible. Right, so
1: they're not even guarding that long.
0: So their blocking is a lot of downfield stuff and it's just different than your typical offensive line. So their offensive line is solid. It's not spectacular, but when you take a look in the overall context of everything, um it's it's good enough. It's it's not a weakness of Mississippi State, go man. Uh you know, let's go get them. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: There could be some cracks in the armor there, though.
0: They're gonna be a, there's going to be a lot of stunting, and you got to pressure him. He's not a mobile quarterback. That's the thing. I will say that. So, Rogers blitz? is not a Mortal Kombat. Com, mortal what is with you tonight? <laughs> not a mobile quarterback.
1: Okay, so, Luke King. Yeah,
0: he's not going to rip off anyone's head, but... Um, he's going to get the ball out quick. So it's almost like you've got to pick your poison, which, again, I'm very curious to see. Is Nansen going to blitz and be super aggressive and trust his DBs? Is it going to be zone blitz? Is he going to disguise stuff? It's going to be really, really interesting uh, to watch play out.
1: All right. And lucky number five, simply put, just how good is this offense? Well,
0: Shelby, I have more numbers for you. I oh, don't know. So against Memphis, they have 34 first downs. 24 in the air. So, the biggest thing that you got to keep in mind with Mississippi State is time of possession. They held the ball for 41 minutes against Memphis. Last year against Kentucky, 41 minutes. Like, it is completely possible that Arizona has the ball on offense for like 20 minutes. So, they better make a count. Uh, 72% of its receptions from a year ago. They were the most, eff- I mean, last season, they were the most... Uh, they were the third most improving scoring offense in the SEC and 10th naturally they went up from 21 points a game in 2020 to 30 the year after uh they they're good that's <laughs> really they're good, they're good. um in in you know it's it, you can make the argument that this will be the best USC is probably up there maybe first maybe second but those those are the two USC and Mississippi State um, will will be the uh, the two best offenses that Arizona sees little different. Caleb Williams is obviously more mobile than will rogers. Um, it's obviously a little bit you know different of a system but in in terms of overall talent uh, it's it's pretty similar. I mean th- this offense when when it gets down to it, it, it it's it's explosive but in a different way if arizona's open field tackling is good uh the whole game is going to change dramatically you know last season like i'm looking you know fourth down conversions they were 10 of 16 you know third down conversions again they they were 50 percent time of possession 33 to 26 um in an average game you know and they just they put up the yards they put up the passing their defense is solid we'll get to that uh but you know, overall, it's just it's, you know, they they put up some numbers that teams all over would kind of you know, and they allowed thirty four sacks, so they allowed sacks. I mean, they they actually allowed more than they than they got. But you know, you take a look at some of their point totals last year, and I will say, you know, I'm talking like they're the greatest offense of all time, and they are a good offense. But the one thing with Mike Leach's offense has always been the red zone, and the reason is because you run. <clears throat> Sorry, you run out of space when you're in the red zone, and this all of is a sudden, issue
1: with Rich Rod.
0: right? It's very similar. So you you run out of space at time, and you know red zone touchdowns. Six, they were sixty one percent. Red zone scores, they were eighty four percent. Sixty one percent, you know, it, for a team that's putting up the numbers that they're putting up, it, it kind of makes you think a little bit. And you know, they put up uh, games where they had you know forty five against Vanderbilt. They had forty three against Auburn. But then they had games, you know, against Ole Miss. They only put up 21. Against Arkansas, they only put up 28. Alabama, you know, Alabama-Arizona, very similar. They only put up nine. LSU, 25. Memphis, 29. They lost to Memphis last year. So, you know, is how much better is this team? Will they get into lulls? They're missing their best wide receiver. Makai Polk was a bad, bad dude. And I know that I talked about, you know, Oh, they spread the ball out and all that. But you look at Makai Polk. Uh, he had, a, and it's funny, he did nothing at Cal at all. He was actually a transfer from Cal. I love Mike Leach's offenses. Just to keep this in perspective, Shelby. As a freshman, he had 19 catches, right? Mm-hmm. As a sophomore, he had 17 catches, okay? Yeah. With Mississippi State, he had 105 catches for 1,046 yards and nine touchdowns.
1: Wow.
0: Mike Leach, Mike Leach <laughs> so, is magic. Okay, so keep that in mind. Again. He had nine touchdowns compared to three combined. He had thirty-six receptions in his first two years at Cal, and he had one hundred and five. And he played more games at Mississippi State than his first. So, but still, you're talking about a, replacing a guy that had a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. It's not easy. And you know, we talk about it with San Diego State and how replacing NFL guys or guys that are really good, it, it's not easy to do. It
1: doesn't happen in one season cycle. And I will say,
0: Mississippi State, it's easier to do because you spread the ball out. But, you know, and they have size and they have athletes. And I think that's the key, too, is sometimes you wonder what a Mike Leach offense would look like when he wasn't recruiting to Pullman and when he had athletes. And this is what it looks like. It has the potential to be really, really good. But there are lulls. Last year, this offense did hit lulls. And so you can make the argument that, you know, Arizona's offense, and we'll get to that tomorrow. But if this defense can can kind of create some lulls and make it a little difficult for Mississippi State's offense... It, it will get pretty interesting because a lot of it is also rhythm-based. A three and out here or there really impacts this offense overall because it is very rhythm-based where they'll complete a few passes and then all of a sudden they get momentum. And then, boom, they hit you with a draw. And, boom, they hit you with a quick pass. And you don't know what to do because you're on your heels and you're not able to sub. And that's something that you're going to kind of And they look go out fast. For. Yeah, and they they want to have the ball. And they're going to want to have the ball for a long time. That will be their goal is to, to really um, – Clock out that time of possession. I don't know what that means. Clock out? I don't even think that's. You know what I meant. You're picking up what I'm putting down.
1: I got it. I got it, Mortal Kombat.
0: Pa, you can. No, that's um, a
1: Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. I was thinking about the defense's pressure in the red zone, especially with this offense. And I, knowing like past history, Mike Leach and Rich Rod, obviously very similar offenses and offensive philosophies. And Rich Rod always was in trouble in the red zone. When yeah, it so Arizona? it's it's
0: different. One's run-heavy, one's pass-heavy. Yeah. But what, what in terms of what you're referring to, the spread, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's it's just a whole different ballgame.
1: Well, we'll find because out. Because you run out of
0: room. And, you know, uh, another thing, trade-on Stokes Johnny Nance said he probably could have played against San Diego State. He didn't. Arizona's getting its second-best cornerback. And I'm, I'm assuming that you'll see Rutherford on the field with Roland Wallace and Stokes at the same time in, in packages like that. Gunnar is going to have to get out in coverage and – I mean, it's 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 going to be a very difficult game for the defense. Uh, it may just wind up being a track meet, which Arizona probably doesn't want, but sometimes you got to kind of accept it. But um, it, it's going to be a, a very interesting game to see how Nansen, as a coordinator, approaches it, because we've seen a lot of coordinators in the past approach a Mike Leach offense in the completely wrong way, and they're paying for it 56 points later.
1: All right. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. But there were other things that happened today with Arizona football.
0: Jaden DeLora, Offensive Player of the Week, which is funny because the three local guys, I'm pretty sure we voted for uh, Jacob Cowing. So that means that the other Pac-12 schools or people voted for... Uh,
1: they voted for the quarterback.
0: Which is fine. Yeah. Whatever. And then uh, Jalen Harris for the Defensive lineman of the Week. There weren't that many good performances in the league from Defensive lineman, but he had eight tackles career high and in, in a sec
1: pretty it's, awesome week one
0: look Arizona Arizona Arizona
1: got one vote too by Nebraska the writer
0: and it wasn't a mistake like last year <laughs> he actually wanted to vote Arizona not ASU and if you can find that writer I forget his name off the top of my head but I retweeted it check out my Twitter go check out and read the replies to his poll and the BYU fans just losing their shit it's I great mean, can I say that to BYU fans losing their minds
1: I mean we say shit on the podcast yeah, frequently but not to BYU fans Oh, no. What are they going to do? I don't
0: know. Anyway, uh, 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 um, I got a lot of heat for my Snap. Get it? <laughs> a lot of heat for my Snapdragon comments, too.
1: Yeah, you got raked over the coals. Whatever. But then that guy had a really great Twitter video. Like, he posted Somebody posted on Twitter. You retweeted it. I retweeted it. And it literally, the proof is in the pudding. The video Look, was live. I, like, I, they I, did, were not prepared here's for the these thing. people in Snapdragon Stadium. The design
0: doesn't bother me. And I want to clarify. I I thought that the stadium was pretty. What I'm saying is there's a certain level of preparation. USC, record heat. They were giving out water. You could bring in pretty much any size water bottle you wanted. UCLA, same deal. Petco, baseball game, free water, all that stuff. It was just a matter of preparation. That's all I'm saying. And I've told Shelby many times, this is going to be her first game. She's now... Seen games in multiple press boxes. This will be her first game in Arizona's press box. And I feel that the Arizona press box experience is just as good as any that I have encountered.
1: Except at Snapdragon and except at Washington?
0: No, just as good. I mean, like, Arizona's better than Snapdragon. Washington, we thought we were going to die because the old press box used to shake. I don't know if the new one does, but uh, they gave chili dogs for food and they shook you for two hours. So that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I will just say... Most of our comments, just to clarify, we're all, what Jason's saying is about preparation. I do plan events for a living, large scale community engagement events. And if I know that the weather is going to be ridiculously hot, like I did for our third of July event, we had liquid and hydration covered for the, the masses. We had communications that went out telling people to make sure that they drink water, make sure you bring water make sure you're wearing sunscreen, blah, 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 Any of those things can be done. And look, we can't predict the future.
0: Oh, go ahead. So I'm sorry. Yeah, interrupting me. me. Oh my God.
1: The point is, is that in the process of being so consumed with finishing the stadium, that their staff completely forgot about the fan experience. And that would include making sure that there was plenty of hydration and water and shade on a really hot day. And I, I even tweeted this, too. Those hot days aren't going away. Like, whether you want to believe in it or not, like, global warming probably is going to have an effect. There's going to be some more hot days. There's going to be.
0: And so. it's not their fault. You know, I will say, they couldn't plan for everything. They didn't know that someone would be breaking down doors. Oh, stop. And shit like that. So I give them First credit First of all, there. it, anyway, it with was on a full said, break. With that being said, uh, Shelby's going to go make us a fourth bedroom in the house just by punching through the wall.
1: Yep. Uh, So. Hulk smash.
0: Hulk smash. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bear down. Shelby, Mississippi State brings cowbells, their fans. Should Arizona Stadium ban them this weekend?
1: Heck yeah. And then we should bring air horns.
0: It's a weapon, cowbells.
1: They're dangerous.
0: Dangerous. I have a fever, though.
1: But I really love cowbells.